Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about why some volcanic eruptions are really explosive. So just days ago, there was a massive volcanic eruption in Tonga, which is in the southwest Pacific Ocean. That eruption was heard many places around the world, thousands of miles away. New Zealand, 2,000 miles away. Alaska, almost 10,000 miles away. And it created a tsunami that ended up washing onto most of the Pacific coast shores. But we've seen lots of volcanic eruptions over the last couple of years. So the question is, why was that eruption so big compared to many of the other eruptions that we've been seeing on the news? And there are really two factors involved in what makes a volcanic eruption explosive. The first thing that we need to consider is the chemistry of the magma that is feeding the volcano. Magma chemistry ranges from basaltic at one end all the way through to rhyolitic at the other end. And the difference between these is the amount of silicon oxide that is in the melt. So to backtrack a little, all of the rock-forming minerals on our planet are made up of silicon and oxygen joined together in a structure and then linked to other elements. So the more silicon and oxygen that you have in a magma means that you can get more complex minerals forming as the magma cools. These complex silicate minerals, as they start to form, have a tendency to clag the magma up, making it really, really difficult to flow. Magma that is poor in the silicon and oxygen, they are really runny magmas, and it's from those that we get those beautiful lava flows and fire fountains that we've seen so much on TV, both in Iceland and Hawaii and in the Canary Islands over the last 12 to 18 months. These runny magmas allow any gases that are dissolved in the magma to escape really easily. So those gases come up, the magma erupts into lava fountains or lava flows, and those gases get released from the magma and out into the atmosphere. But when the magma is really thick and gooey because of the amount of silica in there, those gases cannot escape. So essentially, the magma forms a cork in a bottle. The pressure underneath that cork becomes extreme and eventually the cork will get blown out of the top of the bottle. And in volcano terms, that becomes the explosive eruption. The gases and the molten magma get shot up into the air as huge eruption clouds full of ash and gases and in the process of that explosion, huge sound waves and shock waves ripple out from the eruption. If those eruptions are close to sea level, they can cause tsunami waves to be generated that propagate out from the eruption around the ocean basin. So it's that chemistry of the magma that has made those types of eruptions explosive. 
But what makes eruptions move to the next level, these mega ultra eruptions, is the addition of water. Whenever magma comes in contact with water, whether it's seawater or groundwater, that water boils, turns into steam, and then you've got an additional load of gas that's associated with the eruption. Geologists refer to those as freomagmatic eruptions. Frio meaning water, magmatic the magma. And these freomagmatic eruptions can actually take place no matter what the chemistry of the magma is like. So we know when groundwater recharges and runny basaltic magma in the Hawaiian Islands comes in contact with that, we can have an explosive eruption with all of those hallmarks that I mentioned before. Large eruption clouds full of ash and gas. But when you've got the thick cork-in-the-bottle type eruption and then you add water to it, and in the case of what happened in Tonga, cold seawater could rush in and come in contact with the magma as the eruption took place, it just took that eruptive power to a much higher level. Fortunately, eruptions of this magnitude don't take place every single day. But we do know of huge eruptions that have taken place in the past. In 1883, for example, the island of Krakatoa in Indonesia did a similar thing to what has just happened in Tonga. An explosive eruption was taking place, the volcano cracked and seawater poured in, came in contact with the magma, and the resulting explosion was phenomenally large it actually rang the earth like a bell. So the sound waves traveled around through the earth's crust over many days. This eruption and the tsunamis that it generated killed over 36,000 people. As yet, we don't know what the final destructive toll is for the Tongan eruption. But with our modern monitoring techniques that we use for volcanoes around the world, we certainly are able to minimise the risk to life, limb and property of folks because we have a greater understanding of what is causing these volcanic eruptions and we can warn people around the globe when tsunamis may be heading their way because of them. So that's it for this quick episode about why volcanoes can be so explosive. If you want more information about earth science for yourself, for your classroom or your students, please come and check us out at geoetc.com. That's G-E-O-E-T-C dot com. But for now, keep on rocking. <laughs>